0: Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello, and welcome to the Grow CFO Show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got Chris Treadwell back with me. And Chris, we've just finished this year's finance system survey.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Myself and Dan Wells. Co-founder, as uh, hopefully most of the listeners will know, um, went through the findings of the survey that we've been running now for a couple of months from the start of the year. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting, an interesting hour.
0: Yeah. So um, this is an update on the finance system survey that we ran 12 months ago.
1: It is. Yeah. So very early on in the in the early days of grow cfo we decided that it would be interesting to find out people's opinion of the finance systems that they use so it's first-hand um, feedback rather than the things that you probably see out a lot like the quadrants um, that are done by researchers this would be from the horse's mouth as it were so um, we were able to find a lot of interesting things out last year and what it ultimately did was support how we structured the subsequent sessions through Grow CFO in the months ahead based on what we learned about people's experiences, the things that they maybe had misunderstandings about. And so we were able to structure, um, you know, most of the rest of the year based around that. And uh, we felt it was very much worth an update because the last 12 months, 18 months, uh, has been unprecedented. And, hey, let's find out whether that's changed people's opinion of what they need in their in their uh, finance team in order to be able to support what will be a new
0: normal. Absolutely. And just, just so people are clear, uh, Chris is talking there about the future of finance functions topic that we run in Grow CFO over Zoom every Tuesday lunchtime at midday UK time. And that's available for any member of Grow CFO, free members and premium members to come along and join in and participate. And we've been talking about a whole range of subjects across the last 12 months, most of which came out, as Chris says, from last year's survey. So this year's survey, Chris, as you say, is all about finding out what's happened over that 12, 18 months into the new normal. What's What's the standout finding for you this time?
1: Well, I've I've written loads of notes, so they'll either be uh, um, a massive distraction or really useful to remind myself as to uh, the things that I've sort of um, uh, discovered through reading through all of the responses. But you know, whilst as you su- would suspect, there was a lot of commonality between this year and last year's um, in the questions that we asked a repeated time, but we added in a number of different questions around. How people had been able to pivot to remote working, how they saw their work, their team working in the years ahead, uh, and how that had maybe changed. So there was some interesting new um, information to come out of it. But I think the biggest standout for me, in general terms, there's still a lot of uh, misunderstanding or miseducation um, across uh, across it all, given responses varied, um, even for the same product. So what I mean by that, for example, is Sage 50, some people felt it was cloud native, some people felt it was an on premise solution that's available remotely. And other people said it's an on premise solution that they couldn't access remotely. Well, there's no way all three people are right. At best, one of them's right, and this is the same situation that I had last year. So we laid on some educational pieces around cloud, but it's not just cloud this year. There's a lot of things around the functionality of different systems. Some people saying yes, it can do group consolidations, and other people saying no, it absolutely can't do group consolidations. So there was, you know, that common theme throughout that. You know, And as you would suspect, there's a fair bit of subjectivity to responses anyway. It's based on the way that they've set up their system in some instances. But there was some quite apparent um, elements to it that clearly there's a misunderstanding as to um, uh, what their system is able to do for them and how it's put together.
0: It sounds as though there's an opportunity there for, for folk to get together, users of the same system, to, to kind of educate each other on how they use that system and share learning
1: yeah one of one of the big things that i found that is that you know maybe it's therefore that you don't actually need to change your system you might have a problem but you don't actually realize that your system can fix it um you say it can't but other people are saying that it can so how are they actually going about solving those problems those people those similar sized businesses using the similar sized products can they actually solve um your 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 frustrations or, or not um maybe have a more complex um, requirement in that space and therefore the system can't support that and therefore you do need to make a change. But it may just be that um, there have been updates that you haven't paid for those updates and those updates include those new features. And so there's a you, you have to read between the lines a little bit when it's um, black and white on paper, but these were interesting
0: things that sort of came out of it. Yeah, so you mentioned briefly that age 50, um, Any particular system that's come out as uh, having really increased its footprint since last year?
1: There were certainly some that were better represented. Um, Again, very much a shift towards cloud, as you would suspect. Um, What was most interesting is that virtually all of the responders said that they were able to adapt to remote working either in instantaneously or with a little workaround, um, there was only one responder that said they had to, they had to make a complete change um, to their finance system enabled to support their re- remote working environment. Um, I think the one that we got quite a few more responders back for this time, I don't know whether it's because they've gained market share or not, but it was unit four. We got a little bit more interest and, 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 and sorry a little bit more intel on them this, this time round uh, to operate more in the enterprise space. Um, But, you know, all of the big names um, that you'd suspect that we talked about in last year's survey were present again, zero being one of the most uh, commonly used. And you could see that through the responses, they were often from startup businesses that were using that solution to take them through the early stages of their of their um growth but they were quite consciously aware that when it got they got to a certain uh, growth point that they would need to uh make an upgrade albeit that they were very happy with how it was catering for their needs needs to that point so um yeah
0: and that's that's an interesting one because i i every Of the Friday in Grow CFO, we run something at lunchtime called the Situation Room. Again, it's it's an event that's open for any Grow CFO member to drop into. And a couple of Fridays ago, we were talking about. um, We were talking to two separate people that had come into the room, both with the same problem that they'd actually outgrown zero, and they weren't quite sure how to approach the market to look for the the next system up. Mm. And they seem to be suffering from the the issue that the places they've been looking, the system seemed to be a huge jump rather than the next logical step. Mm. Um, Do you think that's an issue, Chris, that people don't quite know where they need to go when they they sort of run out of those starter systems like Xero or QuickBooks?
1: Well, I think from last year's survey, we were able to create as I think I've mentioned at the top of the call, a sort of quadrant type um, uh, image that displays all of the key players across the market and where we feel they fit alongside level of complexity to support um, uh, uh, a business. Um, And so I think that would be a great first point of call if you're listening to this and, you know, it's a free um piece of content that you can go and look at and it showcases all of the systems on the market and where they sit alongside one another so if you're moving away from those entry level bookkeeping systems what other systems are in that space and then from there we also delve a little deeper into that and gave an average answer to people's experience with that software as well to try and put some form of order as to <laughs> How people um, had felt their experience with those particular pieces of software matched their their requirements for either entry-level, mid-market or enterprise-level organisations. So that's a really good uh, resource, Um, otherwise I think you're absolutely right in the sense that it can be confusing because there's a lot of noise from the big brands. Um, but there's a lot of other solutions out there that are lesser known that are very capable um, to support that mid-market area, certainly at a cheaper cost, um, and in often, often um, just as much level of sophistication and complexity to be able to support um, even the most detailed requirements.
0: Mm. So if you want to get a hold of that document, it's a very, very useful document, that's within the future of the finance topic within Grow CFO, Chris?
1: It is, yeah. And in the coming days, weeks, we'll be updating that to reflect what we've learned in the last 12 months on this on this last document, uh, on this last survey. Um, but, yeah, last year's is, is available there straight away.
0: And again, all you need to be to get into that future of finance function topic is a free member of Grow CFO. Um, so oh, it's there. It's a very, very useful piece of content. Go take advantage. So, Absolutely.
1: And, and rather than being done, you know, just to reiterate, really, this is the responses based on your peers and their experiences of their software. Um, yeah. So, you know, short from talking to them direct, this is as good a piece of uh, content mm-hmm. as you hope for, because it's not been written by, um, you know, a, a, an analyst uh, in the market who hasn't used it firsthand.
0: Yeah, and I can hear Chris's puppy in the background, lapping yeah. up some water there. Was there was
1: no background audio,
0: so I can't kick <laughs> <that. It's laughs> we'll her out on here.
1: It's a very hot day here for those people who uh, are listening to this straight away. I'm sure yeah. you've gone through the, uh, the heat of the last, the last week, which has been welcomed from my family, for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, as we release this, Chris, a couple of days ago, you and Dan Wells... Actually went through the survey in quite a lot of depth in the Tuesday lunchtime future of yeah. finance session, didn't you? Yeah. That's available as a recording if people want to look at that and get into some of the some of the findings of the survey in a bit more depth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and and again, as is last year's as well. So, um, and all of the sessions that we run on a Tuesday are available to watch back on demand. And I create a summary of the content of the things that we've talked about. And if any of the people that come onto those sessions leave any um, you know, downloads or any links to things that will all be there. But yeah, Dan and I sat down, we had a number of the members on there to talk about um, this session. Um, and basically our observations of, of what we learned um, through analysing the results and talking a little bit about what we're going to do with the content in the weeks ahead.
0: So what, what do you think the key themes are that are probably going to form future Tuesday lunchtime sessions, Chris? I think we may cross
1: over again and recover some things um, that, that we've done historically. Certainly that talk around cloud um and and what it is and and what it really is and and how to distinguish if if you're uh unsure with your with your current system um i think another piece that was interesting was around integrations there's an awful lot of integration going on at the moment which is great to hear from my perspective it sort of echoes my sentiment my feeling that um people are going after best-in-class software and building and and integrating them together. But I think there's a misunderstanding as to what integration is. And we did a piece on integration last year, and I think that's probably worth going and having a deeper look into because there was people suggesting that they did have integrations, but they hadn't used an API or a marketplace or a plugin in order to do that integration. So I'm not quite sure how they've managed to integrate anything um, if that is the case. Um but but there's there, there's these sort of topics that we've gone through and and found that there's just a little bit of miseducation around. Um, what was also a really interesting take, which I guess doesn't link so much to the surveys, but does, uh, sorry, technology, but does very much talk to the future uh, the next couple of years, is that um, I don't I can't find the exact figure, um, but it was at least 90 percent of people um, felt that they would be returning to a hybrid role and not to a um, fully office-based role or a fully remote role, which I found really, you know, I think there's a bit of a feeling there anyway, but that was certainly confirmed through the results. Um, But then when they went on to talk about, you know, one of the questions was, do you feel that you've got the staff, the skills within your team in order to be able to support this new way of working and, and the way that teams are evolving from a very transactional role through to a more analytical role. And again, the lion's share of people were suggesting that they didn't feel they like had that, that um, skill set in their team. And they were very much felt that there was about a 50-50 split between those that would be looking to train that to their current team versus those people that will be looking to... Um, or going to need to hire um, from from outside of their organization. So I think that that sort of suggests that there's a lot of things that we can do to support the education of um, those skills that you don't learn um, when you're at university. You know, the big purpose of Grow CFO can um, yep. play a big part in that, not just in this topic, but across the whole platform. But but also in terms of how to hire the right staff and, and, and that sort of thing, we've done a few pieces within this topic with Andrew Waters, who's talked about the, the people part of it. Um, so that was another really interesting sort of takeaway, um, I think, more confirming a general suspicion, but um, but but certainly echoing their need to be supported in that area.
0: Mm, so that, that, that's a really interesting observation that it's, that shows that yep, there's, there's going to be a need for very different skills in the finance function as we go forward. And anything that we can, we can do to dig deeper into that and work out within Growth CFO what we need to do, either in future Tuesday lunchtime sessions or in, in other material that helps folk develop their finance teams, to give that more analytical piece, that's going to be very useful.
1: Yeah. And, and I think on top of that, again, just, just sort of looking back over the notes, there's another area that was around period end close and creating management packs. Um, and again, you know, uh, there was a split. There's people who've clearly invested time and effort into automating a lot of that process. And it's clear that there's a lot of people who don't. Um, there, was, there was at least, I'm trying to add up all the numbers off the top of my head here, but I think it's at least... 45% of people take more than a day to generate their management report pack with um, you know about 10% taking more than a week. That's an awful lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's, it.
0: it's funny how these things come up over and over again, Chris. Yeah. When I was in my last days in PwC Consulting, um, I was in a business unit called, called iAnalytics. And there the were kind of three things we specialized in. Number one was faster close. And, hey, that's exactly what we're talking about here. It's how do you take extra days out of your month-end cycle so that whatever you report is more relevant. The second bit of it was all around performance, performance reporting, balanced scorecards, dashboards, KPIs. And, again, that's into the month-end pack what should you actually put in your month end pack? How do you make it nice and intuitive and easy to understand and automate it so it's fast to produce?
1: also had in period end close, less than 10% of the responders could close their period end in less than a day,
0: <clears throat>
1: 20% less than a week, 80% was greater than a week to close Yeah, end, with, with a few being 50, greater than 15 days. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, it's clear because 10% of the responders do it yeah. <laughs> quicker than a day. It's got to be mm. possible.
0: And you know what? Nearly 20 years ago, we were years. talking about the best in, best in class, and we always quoted Cisco Systems. They, they did a virtual close. They mm. literally closed the, closed the books and reported on day one. Yeah. And to say those stats that you're just coming up with there, Chris, you know, 20 years, best part of. And we've hardly moved forward at all. But the technology is there to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and, and one of the questions we asked a lot, um, or, or one of the questions we asked, not a lot, we asked it once. It was one of the questions. Um, one of the questions we asked was around um, what was the resistance, what stopped people making the changes in their organisation? And as you'd suspect, there was quite, um, you know, all, all the obvious ones, either not having the budget, <laughs> Um, Not having the time, um, but but some of the other ones was a fear that it would be disruption and it wouldn't actually fix the, the key issue. And I think that's where Grow CFO can come in to educate, to show people the path to actually getting it right. And in order to be able to pick the right solutions and showcase other members who've been there and done it and got it right, because it's clear that from the responses there's the appetite to make those improvements it's clear that people acknowledge that automation and and and, and those sort of things is the way to be able to have um, a more efficient finance function and to be able to focus on those um, that more analytical piece but still there's the resistance for a lot of people to do it because they they don't believe that it's necessarily going to be a quick fix and it's going to and it's indeed going to fix anything in the long run um so i think it's uh, a part of our responsibility to try and put people's mind at ease and educate that there is a way to do it
0: that's that's definitely an interesting one chris um, as you well know the last tuesday of every month in the future of finance function session i've been leading sessions on change management. How do you how do you do the change piece in your finance transformation? Um, The last session that we did, actually, we looked through all of those things that block you in change, what what actually gets in the way of organizations changing. So it'll be very interesting to compare what we what we covered in that session against what the survey is telling us is actually happening in real life Mm -hmm. at the moment. Certainly, I'm going to have a good look at the answer to that question and see what we we build into to future sessions. And we've been going through or started to go through um, Cotter and uh, his principles around change and Cotter's book uh, talks about eight different change subjects and we're going through those one at a time uh we've we've done a general session we've covered the first one we've got seven left to do in the in the next seven last tuesdays of the month so uh, we'll try and build in what the finance function survey is telling us there and make it as as relevant as possible
1: Mm. yeah no absolutely and i think on the back of this, this, this conversation and anything else that we do within the system, we're really open to the feedback of the rest of the community is what the more specifics around that and, and how we can better support them because we can mm. make our own assumptions um, from these kind of surveys and, and, and in many ways, many times actually present what we think people want um, and they're usually really well um, received but certainly if there's specifics that people are after then do let us know and if we don't feel that we can support it directly we'll bring in the people who can who know who are the experts in those areas
0: yeah so chris thinking back 12 months ago one of the questions that we asked was um, are you likely to change your finance systems in the near future because twelve months ago we would only just gone into lockdown. Nobody thought at that stage that the twelve over twelve months on, we were only just going to be getting back to full freedom. Mm. Um so what happened in reality, do you think, over people changing finance systems? Do you do you think that a lot less changed than than said they were going to?
1: Do you know? Well, it's interesting because as uh, earlier. <clears throat> There was only one responder who said they had to make a change. Yeah. Um, everybody else said that they um, could work with their existing system or with a few tweaks and workarounds that they could they could make their team work. Um, but there's still obviously that um, big number of people who I think it's around the fifty percent mark who still intend to um, feel the need to make a change in the next five years. Um, but a lot of that is out. You know, at a growth aspirations and the know, the knowledge that whilst their system works well for them today, it's not going to work well for them in, in the months ahead. Yeah. Looking through those responses is that those that seemed happy with their solutions were generally cloud-based systems and those that weren't were those more legacy platforms that had more um, legacy technology. Um, and yeah. so Again, not of major surprise that modern so- software has uh, uh, often modern principles that it's governed by and can deliver things in an easier way in a more yeah. modern way. It's not yeah. overly surprising,
0: but just before we started the recording, Chris, you were telling me that personally you were pretty busy at the moment, and the the, mar- the market was was quite buoyant and. What are you finding, uh, those those clients that you're talking to right now? What's Is this, uh, oh, we should have done this 12 months ago, but because of the pandemic and so on, well, it hasn't happened. Therefore, the market's busy right now. Or is it because genuinely organizations are, are really growing and are naturally growing out of the things they've got?
1: Well, I think we're busy because you've got the natural progression of people who would normally have looked to change their system this year, but also all the people who put projects on hold. I think everybody acknowledges not just in you know, finance systems, but so many projects got put on hold, even whether it was just for a month or two while they you know, focused on what was necessary when the first lockdown took place. Um, But for many, we didn't see a big opening up of projects again until the early start of this year, back end of last year, beginning of this year. And given finance uh, transformational projects, don't happen overnight and people are doing their reviews and analysis that take a few months um, and reviewing the market before they start implementing. It's just now that we're starting to see those close and the implementation projects kicking off, which is great to see the market moving again. Um, and then more and more of that starting to come out again. And those projects that were on hold um, many of them re- restarting again, reigniting again. But I think that, um, yeah, it's it's a
0: combination those two factors. Yeah. So Chris, in the last twelve months, what about new players? I'm not just thinking about finance systems uh, per se, but thinking about integrations to other things. And mm-hmm. what are what are the big changes in the, the the sort of new kids on the block that everybody's interested in?
1: Yeah, certainly. Well, the the big ones that came out in terms of what people would be looking to integrate with and the innovations that they would be looking to look at, um, was business intelligence. Um, mm. again, I think that was also one of the ones last year, but I think it leads that everybody is looking to improve that area of their organization. Um, focus on cloud OCR is another area, optical character recognition, the, the digital reading of, um, text or, or handwriting on documents and converting that into, uh, automatically converting that into text or, or, or numbers inside your systems. Um, robotic process automation and a big thing around workflows as well was another one that people were saying was going to be um, uh, something that they were going to be looking to tighten in the in the months ahead. But I think a lot of people have already started some of that. Um, there are a lot of buzzwords around the market, aren't they? But Um, But it's clear that those things all combined um, have a significant impact on an organization that's looking to further automate and and improve their processes. And um, everybody will be a different stage of that journey. And it's about identifying what areas of your department are taking the most time or costing the most money or the least efficient, um, the most errors and looking for ways to to solve those. Um, And so whilst we have run a few sessions on all those topics in the last 12 months, we will probably circle back round, um, maybe interview some new people with different opinions um, and and see what they think in terms of exact brand names. um, Certainly from a finance perspective, finance systems, I'm not familiar with a brand new one that's come to market. Albeit Sage Intact had been around the year before, but I haven't seen any movement on that. There wasn't any responses of people having used that in the last twelve months, so 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 we can't. That's
0: that's an interesting one. I'm I'm actually talking to one of the guys in in Sage Intact, who's based in LA, later this week, and that's going to be the subject of. Of next week's podcast not intact itself as a system because as you know chris we're we're pretty systems agnostic mm. uh but we're we're going to be talking about the sort of sas business that that intact really supports and what what's important for your reporting if you're a, a sas recurring revenue business
1: mm. well i'll be really interested to hear about that that product differently as well because um as you say we hear it's quite popular popular over in the states um, mm. but haven't really seen it travel over to the uk Um, and i'm not familiar with anybody there's the dog again Uh, i'm not aware of anybody who's actually got direct experience in having used it so um it'd be interesting to see what their their thoughts are on their move over into the uk
0: Mm. Mm. so i I think that's going to be an interesting discussion so yeah chris fascinating so if folk want to find out more it's Tune into the recording of um, Future Finance Function that we made earlier this week. It's available to anybody in Grow CFO. Right. Um, you're updating the reports that are there, taking That's last right. year's findings and combining uh, this in year's. The
1: next couple of weeks, because uh, I'm off on annual leave, um, so it will probably happen when I come back. But um, yeah, absolutely. Last year's um, system survey and all of the findings are still up and will be continue to be up there uh, for free download. Um, and we'll update those in the coming weeks. And you know, ultimately, if you've got any questions, um, please do reach out direct. I'm more than happy to talk through Yeah, and... What we've done, it, where the resources are to find and and um, people around the community who may well have a more um, direct experience with a particular system. I might be able to make introductions to people. Um, so, um, yeah, please just, uh,
0: just... So And if you're not already a member of Grow CFO, all you need to do is come over to growcfo.net, click the Join Up Free button. All that you need to do is... Uh, create a username and a password and you're into the membership forum. Once you're in, um, we can, there's the grow CFO app, which is live on Google play and Apple. Um, It allows you to go and access all the content on the move, but more to the point, talk to people, sign up for grow CFO events, such as future finance function Tuesdays situation room on Fridays. And by all means, if you've got a question, if you want to talk to Chris, myself, or more to the point, your peers in the finance community, then the Situation Room, Friday lunchtime, one o'clock UK time is the place to do that. So Chris, thank you very much for joining us today on the Gross CFO Show. Thanks for having me
1: back.